personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Today is a wonderful day. When this podcast is airing, it was Mother's Day weekend, okay? But what you're going to find out today from an incredible author, Vivienne Niebel, she is best known for her highly acclaimed memoir, From Rubble to Champagne, is going to share with us today about how critical it is to remember mom every day. Every day should be Mother's Day, even if our mothers have passed, because from this story of survival and struggle, she talks about, and the success of this book, I got to tell you, which turned into a documentary called The Unimportant Girl, and Unimportant Girl tells Vivian's remarkable journey is what it does. And it started in the ashes of Nazi Germany and the aftermath of what we've only read about, of course, in our textbooks in high school and wherever we were learning about history of Nazi Germany. And Vivian was raised by a single mother, and she has like these incredible four points that she reflects on throughout your life. And um, when did mom pass? How long ago did your mom pass? My mother passed over 20 years ago. Okay, but you it's and almost as if she's still here, Vivian. Yes, she is. Yes. Because uh, she left her body, but her spirit is with me. I feel her close to my heart at all times. And uh, I, uh, it's, it, you know, when a person is gone, they're really, their spirit is with you. You know, their spirit is with you. I can feel it. And I always thank her for all the good values she's instilled in me. And uh, I have a lot to thank her for that, how I turned out. Do you dream? And I like myself, how I turned out. You, I, can I tell you, I like how you look. You've turned out really well. Cause, and I mean this in so sincerely. You are a remarkable. I would never have thought for a minute that you would even go back to that time. I mean, you're obviously... We're born, you had to be born into... Uh, I'm going to be... Uh, let's, let's I'm trying to ask I'm your age. I'm going to be 80, 80 in three uh, days. I'll be 80 years old, and I'm looking forward to that phase in, to, in my life. If anybody is listening to this on an audio file right now, you got to go to YouTube and check out this episode of the Bob Jeswold Show with Vivienne Nebel, because you would never believe it. I would never believe it in a heartbeat. You're amazing, amazing. And I, and you've been obviously doing something right. And you mentioned it to me. You said, Bob, it's the way I live my life to, to be this way. And it, it's that spirit of your mother that's within you. But, but what is it that, that, that's making you so vibrant? I mean, besides the fact that you ran marathons <laughs> once upon a time. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, what my mother instilled uh, certain values in us. And she always said, look at the beauty in life and always have hope and have it always never never give up on a dream so we were raised to be positive and optimistic and that will cheer you on in everything you do in life you know so it's a mindset and also have love in your heart don't think ugly thoughts just just have beautiful thoughts have the right mindset play the right thoughts in your head and i think that reflects on your outside. It's very. It really does. It's very. I think so. If I may say, it sounds very Christ-like. If somebody who follows a Christian faith, you you almost have that biblical sense. The way you're you're saying this, it almost sounds like it. it or it, yes, even though know. I'm not uh, religious, but I'm yeah. deeply spiritual. Yes. and I do believe in a higher power. We all are all a part of a higher power, and uh, and we need to connect with that power. And I think that's what I do. I feel God within me, and I'm constantly connected. And that, in in a sense, that I, I would say in my faith, it's almost like you have the Holy Spirit with you, with your mom's there too, and everything else, which is remarkable. You said us, mom raised us. You have siblings. How many? Yes, I had one sister. One sister, One sister, okay. <clears throat> and we were both illegitimate, illegitimate children, so we were raised 
uh, uh, by a single mom who was a free spirit, but motherhood was her true calling. She, she had instilled such good values, the moral values of empathy, kindness, and uh, she did everything right. So uh, I, uh, I thank her for that greatly. And, uh, you know, the world is constantly changing, but a mother's love is always, you know, it's, it's, it is always there. Do you talk, do you find yourself dreaming about your mom? I mean, I just lost my mom recently back in February of this it's of 2023 during this, this podcast, I was with her when she passed and it was remarkable because like you said, they, they say, and I know scripture even says too, sometimes too, there's nothing more powerful to be with the woman who brought you into this world and and you end. and just and yes. I'm there when she was leaving and and yes. I felt that connection it was really remarkable we had a lot and that's another podcast another time but I know what you're talking you know what about. I'm saying I was I went through the same thing <clears throat> I flew from uh, San Diego to my mother I didn't even know she was going to pass away uh, uh, she just did not feel good but I had this incredible urge go I have to go I have to go and see her. And so I went, and uh, when once I arrived, she stayed. She didn't. She was all up and greeted me and all that. But the next day, she would not get out of bed anymore. It's like now you're here, and I was with my mother until the end. And yes, there is something very special, and I think it says that is also the quality of our end, the relationship we have with it, with with that person. Absolutely, that will determine the quality of the end. Because she was surrounded by love. And that's what it is. It's like infinite. It's incredible. And it's yes, with you forever, as infinite. you describe in your book. You say, this is forever. How do, you, how do you explain to somebody who maybe had a little bit of a tumultuous relationship? You know, you say, with you know, I, li- I always say like wedlock. You're born out of wedlock. I guess your mom, you didn't know your dad is what, is what I understand. And, right, um, right, right. And, and mom was a free spirit, so to speak. But it, it goes to show you. It, there's something about moms. Not that, it, that a dad, when a single dad can do the same thing if mom was lost or passed away early, but there's something. Some men are great. Yeah, yes. some men are great. But mostly Mo- in mother, it's innate. Yes, it's mother innate. That's the word I'm trying to find. It's so natural, right. <laughs> that sense of responsibility, you know, the nurturing, that is the great facet of love. Love has so many facets. But the nurturing part, you know, that, that mm-hmm. beautiful love, uh, <clears throat> that only a, a mother can have that, you know, that, that depth. And I do have to say, my mother raised us, my sister and I, uh, single. uh, uh, She was a single mom. And we went through this, you know, I was born in the the height of uh, Mm -hmm. Nazi Germany, but I only remember the aftermath. And I remember how my mother would we would cuddle up in on cold nights because hunger and cold was a constant in the aftermath oh, sure. of, Absolutely. of uh, World War II. We would cuddle up, and uh, and uh, actually the only warmth I ever felt was in the arms of my loving mother. Wow. That was the only warmth I felt. And uh, uh, she was so strong, and uh, <clears throat> she, she, no, she, she protected us from falling bombs, and Soviet attacks, and uh, uh, she worked in the black market to make ends meet to bring to get food on the table so we have enough to eat. She was on in, on one of the during one of the bomb attacks. My sister was separated from us. My sister was two year, little over two years older than I am, 
she got separated from us and for 10 days oh, my mother horrible. searched for my sister can you imagine oh, that? i can't imagine that not during that time it would be uh, she would she would have killed by no she did or she, something happened you know, yeah. uh, and so uh, so for 10 days she searched for her but she found her in a school that was um, uh, <clears throat> made into a makeshift you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, a place where people could uh, find refuge so she found her so that was a that was a great uh, great thing but she went through all that she showed such strength such resilience and uh, i have much to thank post war in that rubble and you're seeing all that as a young girl your sister's lost and you're going through all this and then you say from rubble to champagne the title of the book is so perfectly stated because where you're at now in your life it's like has it always been champagne, or do you find it champ? Is it champagne because you're in Southern California now? <laughs> As you smile, the weather no, is beautiful. No, it's there. been <clears throat> it's yeah. been champagne since I met my husband, okay. who um, uh, uh, helped me, believed in me, and helped me uh, to believe in myself, and uh, uh, encouraged me to learn and grow. And I became who I am, um, successful through my husband. The is that him behind you? Through... Who's that picture behind you? Is that no? Who? That is a. That is um, an artist. Oh, okay. It is just a, a, a very sketch deep. Of an yeah, artist, you see him. He's looking Italian down. I'm like, yeah, it's, yes, yes. It's a very no. My husband is still alive. He's uh, 80, 84 years old. Okay. And this book was my gift to him for his 80th birthday to thank him for all that he has done for me, for making me, you know, making this life possible for me. So I call this the champagne life. But the rubble, I literally came out of the rubble. And that rubble is what made you who you are today. Imagine if that rubble yes. never happened. Let's just, just let's say it never happened. Do you think you would still be the same Vivienne no. today? No. Uh, Bob, I really believe that our hardships, our struggles, our challenges, we have to see the higher value in that. They yeah. make us resilient. I believe these, that. These yeah. Challenges yeah. are part of life. Without challenges, there can be no life. You know, so... If we wouldn't go through this, we'd still be in the sandbox. You know, we yeah. need to experience those things. And I don't wish to, certainly I don't want this to have to go through something like that again. I don't, would not yeah. wish that uh, to anyone, uh, to my children, but, or anyone. Uh, but I'm still grateful I went through it because I learned so much through that. That's the truth. I mean, yeah, if you don't fall, you you know, to get up, you can, and and it's the appreciation too. It's the uh, appreciating those good things in life. You know, certain things can. Gratitude. 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 Right. That's, and we miss so much. I mean, I I look around today and I see so many people that, you know, they'll, they'll, and I've, I've said this before, people's pain, my pain and your pain could be two different pains, but my pain is what I've only experienced. So mine is going to be extraordinary from my point of view, from you, you could say, geez, if I had Bob's pain, that would have been chump change, but we have to know everybody has that. But a lot of people have to understand and reflect and find those good good things that came out of it. It's clear that, you know, um, when, when you, would you call it the, the time that when your mom, when you left your mom, you and your sister, did you, were you in Germany? Did you meet your husband? Was he in Germany or did you meet him here but, in the States? Or how did yeah, you get over You know, it, mother, again, a mother, you know, it's, it is amazing. Um, she... Got uh, got in touch with one of our old schoolmates, and uh, in Berlin, who just had returned from uh, Siberia. He was imprisoned five years in Siberia, oh, wow. which was horrible. And 
that changed him as well. War changes people. It hardens them. So this is like the late you know? 40s. He's returning now, if you can picture that, probably, yeah. And, yeah. and coming oh, back from, uh, yeah. as a prisoner and of war. And so, uh, so she married him in order to uh, um, to um, immigrate and to the to the new world, to Canada, in order to seek for a better life, you know, for her children. So this was not a marriage, a, a love, loving marriage, but it was a marriage out of necessity. She needed someone to feed her children. Isn't it amazing? So, wow. Yeah. He, so mothers will do things. She sacrificed things for her children. Was she happy? So her married? children could. Did you say it in she the book? She was un, very unhappy in the marriage. Yeah. It was a bad marriage. Again, Bob, I learned a lot through that because I said to myself, I observed and I said to myself, I will not live this kind of a life. When I grow up and I get married, it's going to be a, I'm going to, have a harmonious relationship. Yeah. I will not have these fights. And and uh, um, so, yeah, and I did exactly that. So she even taught me there how what not to do. Sure, you know? sure. So, so how you old, learn how, sometimes even... Yeah, even way. when you do that, how what not to do. She's demonstrating this for her. Very, she made like, such a sacrifice for you and your sister. You know, knowing this, you, they, they, they still instill so much important values is, you know, you talked about kindness, you talked about empathy, honesty, compassion, the compassion, sacrifice. I mean, that, that, that too. I mean, your mom sacrificed to even settle yes. with a guy that she really probably didn't want to be there, but she needed someone to help provide so you guys can be fed. When did you and your sister independently, when did you pull away? I know my, mom was probably... Still in Germany. I'm assuming she never did. Leave. She didn't leave, right? Before she'd passed. Oh yes, yeah, yes. She came she here in the states. In, so. she, my mo- no, my mother immigrated with that with with her old schoolmate who she married. Okay. And so, uh, they immigrated to Canada, and I was 13, and my sister was uh, almost 15. Okay. Um, and uh, so we immigrated, and uh, when we were on the boat, we we. Uh, 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 the boat entered the water. And then you know I still cried mm-hmm. uh, because uh, because I left everything behind that was familiar to me, and even though the country Germany did not accept me as a German citizen because I was an illegitimate child, the law was such you you get the citizenship of the father. So I was a girl without a country, and that was also did not help my. Uh, uh, self-esteem and my uh, uh, it felt worthless. You know, it made me feel feel worthless. So especially as a teenager, uh, um, gosh. Yeah, I mean, you go. All these things affect you. They they make a mark on your on you really. So when we immigrated to uh, Canada, the first winter we were still suffered. You know, we, the first winter we still went hungry because he couldn't find work. Although he was a hard worker, I have to give him that. Uh, but we were not in command of the language, and we. That was know, my next thing too. You didn't speak English yeah. yet, you know, and ca- Canadians. It depends. We're part of Canada's tough. French. There's some French-speaking folks there, and there's English, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. like, what do you? Yeah. I mean, what is going on here? And then, yeah. and because of that, you you did have have that. So you had to go to school. So you, there's. I'm just thinking, you know, you're 15 years old. You think of the kids today. I was 13. 13. 13. 13 even I started younger. To work when just I was 14. you're 14 years old, and that's when when in this country. It was Social Security, I think, you can get at 14 years old. I remember getting my first Social Security card at 14. I was doing some work on a farm. But there's a lot in that. But you're coming here not speaking the language and, and in North America. 
and and you're you're feeling lost, a child without a country, you feel like you have no identity. That's tough on a 13 year old because now it's all. Can you imagine today? I mean, you're everyone is you identify yourself like who you are because you have all these things and and yes. and you come in here. But again, it's that that that's constant factor of mom being that same threshold with I'll call him stepdad or you know her her high school companion. And then you guys eventually get over here. When were you, um, how long were you a Canadian citizen after that? Because you got your citizenship in Canada or was it just only in America? My, no, my mother got the Canadian citizenship. Okay, so she's Canadian. Okay. And uh, the, I married, though, I married then my husband at the age of 20. And uh, uh, we then, uh, uh, I, I met him in Canada, in Montreal, Canada. And we then immigrated to the United States. And Wonderful. I always wanted to be an american citizen that was your I dream had such really good, that's yes great. i had such good experiences with american men in fact i wanted to marry an american because <laughs> it, it yeah. all goes back to, to, to my Germany. early childhood mm -hmm. you know 1948 berlin was cut off it was surrounded uh, and so the americans launched a year-long airlift to drop food and supplies on, on our city mm -hmm. and i remember that was my first experience that's you know wonderful. i think they were brave and open to this day, I think they're brave and open hearted people. And I remember sitting on the laps of American soldiers and they're giving candy. You know, I always thought the world of America. Yeah, what an incredible. And I wanted to be an American oh, that's great. A citizen. And we, my husband and I, we decided then to become it. And I became very emotional, you know. Oh, I that can imagine. I had the first time the real sense of belonging. That's, that's exactly where it brings you today. I love it. That's the champagne. The champagne, yes. if I can say it in, yes. in, in Francais. Yes. Did your husband yes. speak, he speaks a little French, I would think, if he's from Montreal. He was fluent yeah, in Yeah, fluent French. in French, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, English, and that's why he was uh, uh, transferred by a company. He wasn't the immigrant, that uh, the sort of immigrant that looked for, uh, searched for a better life. Uh, he was just transferred because he was in command of three languages. Montreal was French-speaking and so on, and they opened a new um, uh, uh, factory there. And so uh, they needed him for that. And so he, uh, but he also went through a lot of hardships, of course. But we connected because we both had gone, we are children of the war. That's you know, fantastic. That's how we connected. Did mom stay in Canada even all these years, even and 20 years ago? My mother stayed yeah. in Canada. Okay. And I had the good fortune, my husband, uh, I always wanted, always said, even as a child, Mama, when I grow up, I'll buy you a house. I'll do all kinds uh, of things. You yeah. know how a child sure, dreams? Sure. I always thought I wanted to do the best for my mother. And uh, we were this unit of three. My sister, my mother, and I, we were this unit of three. And uh, it was such an incredible bond. And uh, I did, I was able to do good for my mother, to take her on trips, to take her to Hawaii. And she came uh, two times a year. I let her come and stay here. She came out to uh, to um, California. She stayed with me always two weeks. And I um, toted on her and I was able to make good. And I was fortunate to have a husband who committed. Uh, uh, he, you know, he... he uh, um, supported me in this commitment you i can see that's that it's yeah. not always the case no. he's such a good soul my husband and so uh, i thank him for that as well but i i had many beautiful um, years still with my mother as uh, after we immigrated and uh, in the end like i said i was able to be with her but i owe her a great deal for uh, uh, always instilling always say 
there's so much beauty in life, even though our surroundings were dark. There was oh. it was colorless. Oh, the yeah. aftermath of World War of World War Two Berlin was it was black, colorless, and she still reminded us. Open your eyes. There's so much beauty. She could see a crack in the cement, and the little plant find its way out there. You know, she point to that and say, "See, look, God is everywhere. There's so much beauty. Notice it." That's you know? so she's so she's she directing you here. I love us. that. I love that because you you got to look at always look at the glass half full, not empty. And she's she's pointing out these little things. Like how how vivid that is to see that plant yes. come through. I can picture that. Yes. And and that's that's perfect. Is that mentioned in the documentary on you? I can't remember because that was is there a little piece of that in there in a the documentary that mom would point you. Even the crack in the concrete to, I, to see life coming out of it. I don't know that. I, I think I might have written that in my second book second where book, yeah. I wrote uh, Lessons Learned About Life and Love. That was my second book that came out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but I uh, definitely, I, and I have this these pictures, these photos, these black and white photos everywhere from my mom. But even when she was still alive and she, when she came to visit, she said, my goodness, you must really love me a lot. I'm everywhere. No. What about those? So I let her know. You let her let know her that. Know. Yeah, you did. You let her yes. know that, which is great. And I think also, Bob, it's very important that we let our mothers know how we feel, how much they mean to us, what an impact they had on have on us or had on our lives, and why they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it while they're still alive. I'm you glad know, you said that. Yeah, until they're gone and. You know, I think that's a that's a very important factor. I have a friend who wrote a book. Um, he's an author. He wrote uh, uh, "This Is the Moment." He traveled around the world for one year just to thank people who made an impact, had a positive impact on his life, who helped him advance. And now he has this movement. Say it now. And this is what I think is very meaningful. Say it now. Yeah, say it now. Say to those people. Say the, uh, to those people what they meant to you while they're alive. When they're gone, they won't hear you. You, you never focus. Mm-hmm. I never hear you say anything. And not saying that, Mom, there was anything negative about Mom. Um, the only thing maybe that, you know, the relationship she had that was kind of hard to witness as a young child to see Mom. It and, was and your very stepdad. hard to witness. It was very hard to witness, Bob. But nonetheless, in the end, there's still gratitude on my part to see I learned from this. Yeah, so don't take all the negatives. So see, because there's going to be negatives with all parents. I mean, I had tumultuous moments with my mom, you know, things that I, in her relationship, she she kind of gravitated towards that same kind of domineering personality. And I'm using Italian-American, but Italian traits that my mom was comfortable. My grandfather's family was from Sicily. Very different, strong-willed, you know, they had that. And my mom kept marrying that same, my dad, and divorced my father, and then back to my stepdad who just passed. And and she and she would complain about it, but yet, like you said, you saw something like I'm going to do something even better and kind of move away from it. But but then again, my mom gave me all the things that I do well today that, that stick with me, and yes. um and, and and perhaps you're saying this now, and I, I'm kind of bummed because maybe I should have said it a little bit more. I think that's what you're saying to tell, remind your moms, anybody out there, 
you know, thanks. I, I did tell her. She would get really mad. It's kind of funny. Like, she would see things on Facebook, and if I would mention something about somebody else, she goes, well, you don't say that about me. <laughs> and sometimes I just, I didn't, yeah, yeah. Be, because, Mom, yeah. it's, I'm not talking about you right now, but, but yeah, of course you did. I mean, you were, I'm the product of you. You, yeah. you, you had a lot to do yeah, with my development. Yeah, the nice thing to say no, but yeah, she, yeah. she, so, she would have said it to her I wish I would have said it a little bit more. And I did. When she was passing, yeah. she was fully acutely aware um, she was in tune to what was going on. She was in control. And uh, I was able to say that with her as we did prayers with her and said things. And she was ready to see my grandfather. And I even made a, I quipped and I said, tell Gramp- grandpa, I believe this, you know, where you're going, mom, tell her, <laughs> tell grandpa that I'm still driving his 2002 Buick Century. <laughs> so it's still, still, you still working. You connected with those that were already, that were right. that already passed. But there is a connection. Yeah, there there's no a connection. I the believe spirit that. is always with us, and uh, and uh, but I believe that that uh, the things, the negative things, I always see when I'm right in the middle of something negative. All I do is look for the crumb of good. Oh yes, a crumb of good. I'm gonna remember that. Concentrate on that. that crumb of good, and that good will grow. That is my philosophy in life. Is is uh, look for the good that remains, even if things are uh, are miserable. Things get better, you yeah. know. Things can get better, and use your hurt, your painful moments, as powerful tools to help others, which I do now because I, my mission, is to help those that feel defeated and suppressed, and give them hope. Hey, you know, this can be done. This yeah. can be done. I did it. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking of, and of course, you're old enough to remember this. Remember the Beatles? Were you, were you a Beatles fan at all? The Beatles? Think yeah, of, all yeah. the teenagers, of course. Of course, yeah. you were a teenager. I wish I, 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 wish I was your time. age for that back then. But I, even as a young, I mean, I listened to Beatles. I was like five, six years old when, of course, when uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Harp Club band came out. They're, you know, great album. But they, there's a song in there that the Beatles sang. It just popped in my head. You got to admit it's getting better. It's getting better all the okay. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to yeah. admit, and, and that kind of, I'm, I'm seeing that song with, with you right now. I, I yes, get it's th- always see possibilities mm-hmm. instead of problems. And that is just my mindset. And you have a love and a zest for life when you're like that. I, I, I yeah, I, I would say I concur. And it's, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's very germane to make that point. Nebel, I'm just curious too. Nebel, is that, who, is it your husband's? It sounds, it's German yes, too. Yes, so very he's, German. So Nebel. His, is he? Nebel is a German name and he is german and uh and uh he had he had his he had went through a lot of hardship but he had a stability in his family i had none you know my mother said to me uh with my whole life was our life was chaotic you know my sister my mother and i our life was completely chaotic but and i every child wants stability i wanted i i craved stability and my mother later on, when she came to visit me and she looked at my life, and oh my gosh, you know, she was so thrilled that oh, I had sure. such she a good life. 60 um, years of uh, married, and, and you're like, look at, look where you're at, you know? And the yeah, champagne. yeah, she, she thought uh, that, was, uh, that was so good that she, it was great that she got to see that, you know? That I'm so she, happy she did. And she would visit. She'd like to come down to Southern California come, and send come, her down here. Came yes. to visit and always was in the best mood, my sister said. And my sister lives in Toronto as well, where my mother lived. And she said she's only in a good mood when she <laughs> 
I was never in a good mood when I would travel on the Queenie uh, from Buffalo, New York, where I grew up, and I would be driving in rush hour, and a Queenie only has, like, those four lanes. You know, you go San Diego, you got the six lanes, you got, you know, Atlanta, where I'm out outside of Atlanta, and, you know, we got 12-lane highways and all, but you go to the Queenie, it's like, give me more lanes in Toronto, Ontario, is a huge city. It's like a New York City, and it's like, oh my gosh. But I love my Toronto Blue Jays, love my Blue Jays. I grew up, I I love the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful city, my whole family is there but uh, yeah. um, even though I was just uh, in we were miles apart my mother and I I still we saw each other plenty I went to get, uh, visit her she came twice a year to visit me I took her on trips and I was good to her and I'm so glad I got to do that I think that's you know? a good lesson for everybody to learn here today and just hoping that if you could take just a moment out and and you know from from rubble to champagne but you had a tumultuous time you and your sister growing up and chaos in your life, post Nazi Germany, and and just the way you create this image of black and white in your book, it's funny because when you see old photos, they were in black and white, so it's like almost the reality. And is that black and white, figuratively speech, speaking, or did you physically mm-hmm. see black and white? Actually, see the the yeah. wo- I saw the world the devoid of color. color. Isn't that something? I saw the wow. world devoid of color. That that uh, that is it, and and I remember then when my mother was here, how when she saw my success, and she said, you know, all our lives, uh, our, your, in your childhood, it was rocky, very rocky, up and down, and you kind of she kind of made the movement like you uh, stabled the boat. With you, everything is going stable, and I need that. Yeah. I need as it, much as you hate. You know yeah. my proves it. It proves it. The I just wanted to say it, it proves it how your mom's love. What she did, despite your surroundings and s- despite your environment, despite the chaos in your life and, and the disruption, you came out so good, just like your husband who had a stable environment. And you see people come out of stable environments, not so stable, you know, but in yeah, your case, yeah. it really, it just speaks volumes of how this, this base, this, it was yes. love and I it made a Bob, huge it's, difference. It's, uh, 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 love is the... I think it's the greatest source we can aspire to. I think for me, love is number one. It is uh, filled, and it's not always, I'm not talking about this physical love. I'm talking about the kind of love, loving without an object, mm-hmm. you know, yes. accepting and, uh, and uh, not always expecting, not always expecting and stop this moralizing and judge judgments, all that. Without that, you know, if you carry this kind of love, then uh, it is experiencing the harmonies of life. Amen. I'd say that to that. That from is what you do. You go right. to yeah. life and you experience yeah. the harmonies of life. And that is uh, also will, will reflect on your outside. You know, the way, you know, I walk around and people smile at me. I often say that people, I get these friendly faces looking, you know, and then I wonder why are this. But I think it's because I probably exude a contentment myself. I love, that's a perfect place to I just kind of, yeah. I think that's, it is what it is because yeah. I go through life with Im- amazing, a profound sense of gratitude. I go through life with great awareness and I don't have to make a gratitude journal, although I think it's a great thing for people to do. Gratitude is with me all the time. As I go through each day, I go through it with awareness and I'm grateful for Everything I remember when my, you know, we were 
oftentimes we went hungry in that aftermath, uh, um, aftermath of World War II. My mother, when we she cut a bread, she would always take the knife and make the sign of the cross. Mm -hmm. She blessed the bread. It was it is something that you don't just eat the bread. You, this you... is special. There's so many people out there that are hungry, and she instilled in us in that. It, instill that gratitude in us. She sa always said, be grateful for this. And there's so many people who have absolutely nothing. She had know, her, she had her clearly she had her faith. I mean, there's no, I mean, I see such, so many oh, overtures of her faith. faith. Was she, what was Deep her, faith. was she, I assume she had a Christian belief or was she? In more actually, actually she was not, she didn't, she was not uh, as far as, as belonging to a religion. Yes. Uh, we were baptized Catholic, but okay. she did not raise us in a way that we, had to go to church every Sunday, but she, she be, she believed that the religion was within you. Yeah, you know? I know. I, I just within you. Just be remarkable. All the, you know, actually, what she taught us was the Ten Commandments, uh, without it's saying foundation. Them. Yeah, there you go. Yes, without saying yes. You know? Yes, I, I totally get what and, you're saying. If we had we, more of that today, it. what a difference this world would be. Because this, this goes beyond just the love of your mom and just to see how you you tackle life every day with everything you do is really profound because it's actually setting the stage, telling you the way we should all be behaving and where we should all be today. We wouldn't be having these and problems. And we would be, what? we would have such a good life and we can. Yes. You know, I honestly can say I have that inner dignity of living a truly loved and fulfilled life. We can, everyone wants that and Absolutely. we can all have it, but we have to start somewhere. Go right. turn inward. Do the work from within. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, start yes. working on yourself. Yeah. Uh, where are the values? After your safety needs are met, you can turn inward. And yeah. yes. what can I do? Ask, what can I do instead of what can I get? You know? Oh, you just hit the, the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Oh, love. yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's the part that's, that that's today's world. What can I get? What's in it for me? I don't want to put the work yeah. in, but I want it right now. And... um you know, coming from the, to rubble, to, you know, champagne, your book kind of gives us that whole round. I think it would be a great gift. Give to mom anytime. It doesn't have to be Mother's Day weekend, but it'd be great. I think, to, yeah, to, to, it touches, to catch it this. will touch people. Yes. It will develop empathy. And this book has been turned into a doc documentary and I hope it will develop empathy because there's a great deal of humanity depicted in the book and in the film. Yeah, and an un uh, unimportant girl. Do you, I mean, do you still see yourself as an, an unimportant girl? The strange thing is, Bob, not at all. Okay. I feel I have great importance now, but I felt all my life uh, as a young girl, a child, and as a young girl, very unimportant because it goes back to... Uh, uh, not having a father, not being accepted in a country, being illegit uh, yeah. illegitimate and girl without a country, not doing well in school because I had a different learning method, uh, condemned dumb by my teacher to my mother. You know what that does to oh, no, it does, uh, your you're, psyche? Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm getting just, more, I was yeah. down. Yeah, And sure. now I've, I've become strong. I, uh, I uh, found my power. Yes, and yeah. uh, and I'm from the weakest link, Bob. I became yes. the strongest, and now in in three days I'll be eighty. I'm. I can't I'm believe so it. I, I I'm when you see this, to this you next phase in my life. I'm I really look, and I'm 
I'm writing a, a book. I'm, I'm right now I'm on a manuscript for my third book and it'll be probably, I might call it uh, the final act. Okay. Um, I want to show people how to age well instead of just merely going old. Going old you know? I can almost say <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, I love it. I, and it's almost like you're revealing. So it's like almost your version of revelation. <laughs> this is where we are exactly. now. The final. I love it. Yeah. 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 So I think that it contribute a lot to people because a lot of people, you know, our population is drastically increasing of the elder, you sure. know, 65 and over is drastically in, increasing. And, uh, we all experience the same world. We all have the same feelings. You've been married but, 60 and years, I, and you're living in Southern California, and you, you're... you're 58, life is 58. 58, okay. I gave you two extra years. Yeah. But how, you, yeah. you met at 20. Is that what, what you were 20 years old when you met, or how old at are you? 20, 20. Yes, Yeah, 20. Yes, yes. And, um, and so... I, I, I'm just... I, I'm I'm just taken aback. I mean, if you don't go to YouTube right now, or WRBL.com, those are our two places where you can see Vivienne and uh, see this wonderful woman and see the radiance with you. It's so, it's encouraging. It should help anybody out. It, it's applicable to moms, absolutely, because that's your journey and your story, how she laid the foundation for you and taught you what you needed to know. And I, I agree with you 100%, clearly. But even the way you approach everything else, very helpful for those who feel like you're going through any kind of struggle. The rubble in your life, don't, don't let it fall apart because look for that crack and that life coming through, and you 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 can find yeah. it. That's what your mom always See told you. See the future. Your See future. future. See the future. Things, Go for it. Yes. You know, life is not. It it, it is not. Uh, it's not going to stay that way. It is. Uh, it will change. That's great. It will change. Have hope. See a future. Have a dream. Pursue it. And, uh, and uh, I, like I said, uh, Bob, uh, many people see aging as decay. I see it as an emerging energy to do something new. I, I wrote my first book at the age of 76. I'm on my third one now, and I'm giving back. With the message in my books, I feel I can help people and better their lives, and that gives me purpose, and life is about purpose. There you go. And, and also, it's a quest for meaning, you know, not just for pleasure, and uh, we need to think about that, and then we will really be fulfilled. I wish this for everyone. I love myself, and it sounds kind of uh, strange when I say that, but I, uh, what I mean with that, I love the way I have evolved, that I found my way, that I walked that long path to self-discovery and self-fulfillment. I love who I am, and I think when you love who you are, you are you are much more loving toward others. You're yes. capable to love others even more. And that's why you have a successful marriage. It works both ways for your husband. Because when you can't love back if you don't love yourself, if you how can you? You or give a part of yourself to someone else so they can you 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 gotta feel that and you gotta know that you gotta feel good about Giving it. and receiving. receiving. It's, it's the most natural thing is yeah. it's like breathing in and breathing out. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's when you really think about it, uh, just observe nature. Yes. It's amazing what you can learn. Oh, I love it. We learned a lot with you today. Our author today, Vivianne Nebel, is our best-known, highly acclaimed memoir from Rubble to Champagne, working on her next book. Um, started at 76 years old here. She is going to be 80, and she looks fantastic. She was once an unimportant girl in documentary, but she'll tell you today she loves herself, and now she's quite important indeed. This is a takeaway for everybody. Vivianne, thank you so much. Don't leave because we're going to get some more information, but I want everyone to know you got a nice link here. Uh, learn more about Vivianne, how you can get her 
book, find out, you know, so you could be inspired. Maybe give a copy to mom anytime because it's Mother's Day every day, according to Vivienne, and the spirit lives in within you. Thank you so much, Vivienne. Thank we, you for having me, Bob, and it was a pleasure to be in conversation oh, with you. Oh, you too. You too. It's been wonderful, remarkable, and you really enlightened me tremendously, and I appreciate that. Tell your husband congratulations and um, and, and a happy more years to come, that's for sure. And you yes. can check it out yes. on social media. But let's go to uh, any place where you get your, your podcast. You can get it right here at Apple iHeart. Um, you can get it over at Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcast, we're there. We're on YouTube as well. The video portion, you can see Vivienne and you hit WRBL.com. Every uh, Wednesday, we stream at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow me there at B. Jeswell WRBL. You'll get some clips with Vivienne and myself. And we'll see you later, Vivienne. I'm in Southern Cal. I'll look you up, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, please okay. do. Okay, take Thank care. You, and you're here. You're welcome to come anytime. You and your husband love to, love to host you. Thank you so much. You too.